Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Bite Size Podcast. I'm your host Clayton at Clayton's AFC and I'm back with my boy Nima. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Big Champions League win. Really chuffed to watch that with you sitting together in the clock end, I think it was. And... It was in the clock end, yeah, above the Ashburton yeah. army and the... Uh... Yeah, I mean, and, and the Lance fans as well, right? So, obviously, yeah. I saw your quick uh, solo episode um, once you got home late that night after the match and told everyone our kind of exciting news. So, yeah, we had oh, the best for, of for times. For people that we? haven't watched it, though, go on, give, give your, um, give your, yeah, insight true. I'll what? give my quick thoughts. Yeah. yeah, so, so obviously, it's my first live Champions League game in 10 years since uh, October 2013 against Napoli. So, I've been like, you know, gagging to get back to the stadium for a Champions League game. and it couldn't have been a better experience. So Clayton and I actually went and took part in a live match day show as kind of guests of the Arsenal themselves. So we were yeah, there with surreal. Adrian Clark as the host, um, the breakdown live, they do it every home game. And yeah, like we got to just watch them do it live, which typically I would watch on the Arsenal app or Arsenal player. And we were like sitting like a meter away, staring at them presenting. And then we would get the mic and get to add our thoughts and, you know, we went out and watched the game, obviously, in really nice seats. Right the seats the ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that we saw the first five goals, obviously, in the first half, all coming towards us. So, we like, I've never seen goals from that angle before in life, like, just in, in a live scenario. Um, it was the most incredible experience. We met lots of other Gooners as well, lots of big fans and, like, other kind of Arsenal YouTubers and stuff. And, yeah, just... Made loads of new kind of Arsenal friends to kind of yeah. try and watch the game with going forwards for the rest of the season. So yeah, yeah best of times, and just thank you to everyone who's a listener of the podcast because I think as Clayton mentioned in the last episode, if you missed it, I don't think this experience would have been possible without your support and without you kind of recommending us when um, Alex from the Arsenal team was looking for kind of new Arsenal pods or channels to look into and. Lots of the viewers here actually recommended us and tagged the account. And yeah, we, thanks we a lot, reached guys. Out shortly after. Yeah, so thank you so much, guys. Um, honestly, the best experience, and hopefully we can go again. Yeah, and we've both tweeted out a few photos and stuff. But if you go on our AFC Bite Size Pod TikTok channel, we actually put together a little reel as well. So have a look and check that out. Uh, not the best video editor, but you get the gist of what the day was like. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah really that, nice TikTok. I like that actually. I saw that yesterday. Yeah, cheers. So, um, yeah, we're riding the high of the Champions League. I broke all court, all sorts of records on um, Wednesday. Nice 6-0 thrashing. And now we've got Wolves at home. So uh, we'll go and do our standard stuff. So we'll do predicted lineups first. Bloody hell, I've made that graphic very small this week. Uh, <laughs> listeners, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was doing when I did this one. Um, but you don't need a graphic to know what the team was against Brentford. So, uh, well, you might do, but I'll read it out anyway. So against Brentford... Our lineup was obviously Ramsdale had to come in goal. The back four was Tommy Asu, Saliba, Gabriel, and Zinchenko. In midfield, it was a surprise inclusion of Trossard at left eight, with Declan Rice anchoring the midfield and Odegaard in the right eight. And then the front three was uh, Saka, Jesus, and Martinelli. And then worth touching on the lineup against Lens midweek was obviously it was uh, the full strength 11, Ryer in goal instead of Ramsdale. And then Havertz came in the left eight instead of Trossard and um, did well. So, with that in mind, uh, I guess that there, I've seen on FPL Twitter specifically, and a few people mentioned it on Wednesday about the fullback situation. Mm. I have a very strong opinion on what I think is going on there, but well, where's your head at on I, that? I think I lean towards your opinion, funnily <clears> enough. But um, I know that obviously, like, I respect Adrian's opinion a lot. Like, um, you know, he covers Arsenal, he does the handbrake 
off pod and stuff. But I think I listened to his handbrake pod and he said something that maybe added a bit more, I guess, colour to what he said in the okay. match they showed. So obviously we were talking about how, you know, Ben White's now got two stars. So Tommy's got two stars. Ben White's been on the match two games. Doesn't look good for him and stuff. But ultimately, in the latest episode, he kind of said that, like, the difference between them at this point is so marginal that it's, like, probably the closest call in the entire starting eleven now. Like, it's got to that point yeah. where when you look at the rest, like, yeah, Trossard's great, but we would pick Martinelli first. Like, yeah. Jesus, we would pick him first. <laughs> and it's like every other position, like, there's some debates maybe at left eight. But apart from that, it's like that, that right back yeah. slot seems to be the one that it's it's gone back to the days of old again. Yeah. It's gone straight back to the days of old where there was always a fullback two seasons ago when we didn't know who would play. But um so for me, I think the thing about Tommy Yasu is we, we saw he was lacking in confidence, he'd had some injuries. He was really great for us at the beginning when he arrived, and he seems to be back at his best. Yeah. And he's actually, you know, what I saw in the Champions League that I don't think I've seen from him often is he was making those marauding runs forwards. He got two assists. He, he, he really was playing out of his skin and almost For a showing minute, I was like, what was the second assist? And then I forgot it was just when he twatted it to Martin. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 I don't think he even knew where he was, but it was just like, that's where he was like thinking, this is where Martin should be. Have it's you like, seen that clip of a buoy when he's coming out with the tunnel and he just smacks it and he's just doing like star jumps? That's exactly I saw someone he, saying that was just Tommy Asu. <laughs> yeah, he just booted it. Yeah, like he just like <laughs> blew up the pitch and landed with Martinelli. And obviously Martinelli finished it off. Uh, but um, yeah, it was just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. But the point was that he seems to be trying to show to Mikel that he can do it right back what White does. And I know that in the past, I felt that his relationship with Saka wasn't as good as White's relationship with Saka with the overlapping runs and providing an extra outlet. But Tommy's starting to look like he's giving some headaches to Arteta. Yeah. Equally, Zinchenko is playing the best I've seen in a while. Yeah. And I do wonder if that's because Tommy Asu's performances were what kind of lit a fire under Zinchenko's ass. So, yeah, probably. So ultimately, to conclude, I just think we have three fantastic fullbacks and that in this period ahead of like seven, eight games, so, you know, in the month of December... We're gonna need to use all of them. So keep them that, all ready. Keep them that's all fit. Exact, yeah. So yeah, I don't think like Tommy's first choice. I just think that all three are so incredible and they're all pushing each other to be better and better and better. And I, I'm here for it, man. Like I'm exactly the same. I, I literally feel the exact same as you. I think it's as simple as like you even touched on it, right? We've got three games in a week coming up. I think it's as simple as that. Just like it's probably a position in the squad where we're actually short right now and fullback because obviously Timber unfortunately got injured. Um, so I think it's as simple as he's just trying to keep the positions fresh in those areas. And like you said, the quality of the options we've got there is brilliant. Before we get on to our actual predicted 11s, there's uh, quite a few of the the listeners in the chat. So uh, we've got Bungle, who I'm not sure if he's in live. No, he uh, meant mentioned this earlier today because uh, obviously Bungle's out in Tokyo. So he said, evening, lads. Hope you're climbing up the... No, no, not hope. He said, evening, lads. You're climbing up the bite-size FPL league plates. So, uh, yeah, that's good to know. I've not actually checked. So uh, that's a, uh, a nice... I guess that's a segue to shout out a few people. So in first place, I wish I checked this when he was actually on the pod with me. It's Pontus. Oh, he is live, by the way. He is here. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, he's nice here. One. Yeah, also, Pontus is first at the moment. Yeah, so Pontus is first, uh, FPL Krono in the FPL League. And second, we've got Hadi. Uh, third, Glenn Herriot. Not heard from him in a while, but um, 
Glenn's obviously been on the show before and interacts quite a lot. I think he's traveling at the minute. Uh, and then, oh, joint third is Steve-O, Bungle. Nice one, mate. And then fifth is uh, Scott Harris, Dream Team Professor. And I've snuck oh, my nice. way up to seventh. So it's nice that it's like regular listeners that um, and people that have been on the show that are leading the leaderboard. So we've got, uh, yeah, Bungle's in. Uh, oi, oi, lads from Uncle Mike, fresh from my motherland in Goa. Hope you had a nice time. Lots of kingfishers and cobras. We've got FPL Finn in with, what What do you reckon Finn's saying there? Yeah. You're <laughs> I don't know, Hello. maybe it's like a festive uh, maybe it's a festive greeting for the start okay, of December nice. I'm very but uh, do let so us know you're too, too thin. Thin. and if you're you're slower, I'm well. sorry for saying it back to you he, uh, might, he might have also just been saying yes and agreeing with the comment we made, oh, but we'll maybe. never know <laughs> and then we've got our, our good mate Delia's in as well. Good morning, superstars. Not sure about that, but thanks, Delia. Hope you're good. And uh, everyone, go check out Delia's Twitter page because uh, she does lots of festive baking. And uh, yeah, I need to place an order myself because I've eaten 10 of my advent calendar chocolates already. So I've got I read that. You, re- you ate them before <laughs> December, but I can't believe this. What yeah. <laughs> in the office, people gave us um, advent calendars. It was just sat at my desk. I was like, I'm going to eat one. And then I was like, oh, it's the weekend. So I'm not going to be here. So I might as well eat three. And then three turned into eight, eight turned into 10. And it was that like, yeah, so it was all downhill. Bad. So anyway, back to the uh, back to the eleven. So yeah, we've discussed the uh, the fullback situation. So I, in my opinion, I think that's the only real dilemma at the minute. So I guess with that in mind, my my starting eleven. Okay, what I think it will be is basically the exact same team as Wednesday. Um, yeah, and I would have said maybe White would come in, but with how early the subs were midweek. I can't remember specifically what time, but I remember... Oh, it was, it was half-time, half right? time, yeah. yeah. Both fullbacks are half-time. So, so with that in mind, I think he's uh, he's just going to go for the same team as Wednesday, in my opinion. Yeah, I, think I, I, I would tend to agree. I'm trying to think if anyone else can squeeze their way into the 11. I think Havertz has to play again. I he's got so. a chance <laughs> to get free and free. He, yeah. he was his best game for the club, I think. Um, and even... I'm not, I've not seen him live often, right? But what I really liked is he just seemed to be kind of getting the ball in the air and helping the rest of the team out much further up the pitch than I've been watching of him in the earlier games this season. Like, I know he looked really good against City when he played centre forward, but this time he kind of played that left eight role that we thought he was coming in for. And he played it the best he has. He opened the deadlock and I couldn't have been happier for him. Like, I just really hope he kind of cracks on from here because... I genuinely thought he looked like a man playing with confidence. Confidence I've not seen in him all yeah. season. It was when he started pulling out the skills in the corner. I was like, okay, he's mm. feeling himself tonight. So, uh, yeah, I, I really hope that's the... This is the week that he kind of kicks on now. And Because even the thing I've mentioned all season about the kind of lack of... Adrian Clark mentioned it on the breakdown show as well, right? Like the lack of urgency in his movement. I even started seeing that on Wednesday. So, if that can continue... And we'll touch on it now, actually. Uh, well, after you give your 11, but... Wolves are obviously um, missing a few players uh, in the middle of the park. So with, I think it's suspensions and injuries. So I need to... Yeah, they have two suspensions. I know Lamina's suspended and I think there's one more midfielder. Both their central midfield first choices are injured, so suspended. Nori's out for four weeks as well, the fullback. So there's some major issues there. Neto's obviously still out, it seems. But like thinking of the middle of the park, I think that should suit Havertz like there should be space there for him so um yeah but ju- before we look at Wolves' team do you want to give what you think your what the 11 will be for you yeah I think it will be the Champions League 11 to be honest yeah I think it will be the exact Tommy and yeah. Zinchenko Tommy and Zinchenko with Raya um 
yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, nice. I'm just looking if there's anyone else who would sneak in. I guess they all got subbed early. That's the thing. I think actually the uh, one thing I could see is Go I on. could see Trossard start instead of Martinelli to rest him a bit. Martinelli was not subbed that early. I don't, think. I don't even know if he was subbed. And he shot. was playing through his skin. The the pressing he was making and the kind of energy he was showing like late into that game, it was like it was the first 10 minutes of the game still when I was watching yeah. him run in the 70th, 80th minute. So That's a really I think good he, shout. he could mean, do with like a rest, I think. And then you think it will be like a, yeah, play him away at Luton sort of thing. And then... Yeah, and then Miller I think it well. will be... I think there'll be like small kind of tweaks like that throughout the week, and then Would you... maybe like on Tuesday Ben White starts or yeah, you know like there's all kinds. Oh, of... what's what I think they'll. I think that's what will happen. Yeah, I think White will start against Luton away. But um, do you think like it's something I agree? Like now that you've said it, I didn't really think of it, but I could see something like that. Do you think it will happen though? The Trossard instead of Martinelli? Or... So the one thing I would say is Martinelli <laughs> seems to be coming back to his best. And although like the output wasn't quite there, he's been so instrumental to the team the last few games. And I think he's really looking like his sharpest. So you don't want to put him out of the firing line. You kind of want him to continue. Yeah. But I believe one of Havertz or Martinelli will not start. Whether it's Martinelli, I don't know. But I think one of those two will be benched for Trossard. That's sure. my kind of big take on, on the lineup, I would say. Let, so I guess my, we'll find out. Mine is... Um... I'm going to nail my colours to the mast here. I think he's just going to go flat out, full strength. Uh, Saturday, Tuesday, I think there'll only be one change at fullback. And then I think it'll be the same team again against Villa. I think there'll be one change in the next week unless there's injuries or someone drops a stinker. Um, I think he's just going to go treat it like a normal Champions League week, knowing that in between Villa and Brighton, we've got PSV away. We've topped the group. Like He can rotate three or four then. Um, that PSV game is really important <coughs> that we can rest the few players now because I think we've got Brighton away between it as well and so obviously we don't need to worry about that anymore we've got That's what I was saying. We've coming got, up so soon yeah Villa away then PSV away and then Brighton at home and then Liverpool away yeah so they won't need to rest in Villa or Brighton <coughs> right? they can just rest in PSV is exactly. what you're saying yeah yeah but okay so that's our team so uh going to Wolves and Bungles kindly just informed us that it's Jao Gomez that was also suspended so uh so yeah they're without uh, literally two of their centre midfielders that started against Fulham. So in Lamina and Gomez. And like you said, eight Norries out for a few weeks. So uh, Wolves have actually, I know they lost on Monday, but they've actually been doing all right. So I think we're probably playing them at a good time. Um, so yeah, the lineup against Fulham where they lost 3-2 was uh, Saring goal. It was a back five of Semedo, Bueno, Kilman, Gomez and eight Nori. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. And then the midfield three was Gomez, Lamina, and Bellegard. <coughs> Bloody hell, I've got an absolute frog in my throat. And then up front, it was Cunha and uh, Huang, who both scored. So there'll be a threat. I think if Wolves had a full-strength team, I'd be quite concerned about percent potential transition opportunities. I think they're quite... Like, you saw it with Man United first game week this season. They were just playing through them at ease. And while I don't think it would be easy to do that against us... I still think it would be a threat I'd be mindful of. Whereas now with these suspensions, okay, granted, I don't know who will come in for them, but I back us quite considerably now to go there and take the game to them. Like I said, with someone like Havertz, I think there'll be space for him to drift in and out. Uh, him and Zinchenko creating overloads and yeah, just creating headaches for them all over the pitch, I'm hoping. Um, so yeah, that was the Wolves team. Uh yeah, and I'm I trying guess... to think who will play instead. I'm just um, having a look um, at their 
at their squad. If you excuse me one second. Uh, Wolves. Yeah, because that's quite a considerable number of their central midfield. I'm a bit like confused as to who could even play. Like, yeah. Do you think, I know Bellegarde's been great for them so far, but he's only just recently come into the team, right? So he's not exactly very established. And I think without the more senior central midfielders around him, it is going to be difficult for him against our boys. Um, I, I do feel as well that just with Wolves, as you were saying, even though they're missing those guys, I think they're still going to be quite a physical team. And I just love that we're not like the team to be pushed around anymore. I think we talked about this before where when we lined up against Chelsea or something, I think in the tunnel, yeah, when you see the guys like... coming out, it's like, it's like men versus boys. Like the high yeah. difference between each of the 11 v 11 was... I've not seen many like it. Years ago, we were kind of like known as this team that you could bully off the park and just beat them up as you play, right? Okay, yeah, Bungles. Literally. Actually, Bungles has got some ideas. So he's saying in the predicted lineups, it's Doyle and Traore to come in. So maybe okay, there's I'll be a system change there. I'll be honest, I don't even know who they are. Like, yeah. I think Traore, I may have heard of I think that one I want to say that's like Bubacar Traore or something but Doyle I have no idea who that is so um yeah and then the one thing I, I feel quite confident is that uh Matt Doherty might come in for eight Nori just because he has played a couple of times so uh well yeah when Doherty I'm... should probably come in you would think as well because he's been yeah. coming on as a sub um yeah you're right it the is the guy that sold his soul when he moved to Tottenham he went and deleted <laughs> all of his, delete his tweets about Arsenal right nonsense yeah. What yeah. nonsense, man. Yeah, so yeah. Cool. yeah, those are the two. Yeah, it does. he's but right. I think it's Doyle We should have more than enough to go and beat that team. And I hope quite comfortably. And I think this is a game where I don't think Wolves will actually come to park a bus, you know. I think they will actually come and try and... Uh, I don't think they'll come to play us, but I don't think it will be like the huge buses that we've seen. Uh, this season so far. So with that in mind, uh, score predictions and actually Bungle's just uh, helped us up. Bungle, mate, you're you're bailing us out loads this morning. Cheers. <laughs> Doyle's on loan from City. Uh, he's the young lad whose granddad is an ex-City legend or something. Oh, fair play. Um, and then just before we get on to score predictions, I wanted to bring this up actually. Mike's Uncle Mike said, I'm predicting a VAR shocker in favour of Wolves as payback <laughs> from PGMOL. And like, that's why I mentioned it in the title, right? Because like, teams like Arteta went off on one about VAR after Newcastle Wolves were done I've not actually seen what happened but I've seen it all in the news that Gary O'Neill then went off well he didn't go off on one but he spoke about his disagreements with it so uh, I think let's it's because there's just the sheer number of points this season alone it's something like you could see like objectively there's like nine points maybe you could argue six to nine points that they should have so they should be wolves right now. If the decisions were correct, should be like a few points from the top. They should be like yeah. four to six points from first, and instead they're like four to six points ahead of relegation. Yeah. That's the difference between what VAR have done to them in just a third of a freaking season. So no doubt they will find any opportunity to retaliate at us for our comments if we give them the chance to do that. Yeah. So we just need to play in the Wolves' final third all game, right? Yeah. Let's, just, well, let's I... pop that field to FC out here so they can't <laughs> do anything dodgy to us. With, with that in mind, before we give our score predictions, I've got a couple of stats I want to tell you which may influence score predictions and the state of the game. So, uh, as we probably know already, we've kept the most clean sheets in the league so far. 
with six. Mm-hmm. We've, as we also know, we've been awarded the most penalties this season with six, right? Phil Till FC, we play in high spaces. Wolves have conceded the most penalties this season with five. So as a matchup, I'm thinking, okay, if we can get them in wide areas, if we can get Phil Till FC winning again and in the box, that's something where we could have some luck getting a penalty. Uh, and they also haven't kept a clean sheet in 11 matches. So with that in mind, what do you think the score is going to be? Oof. Um, I think that we will get a clean sheet, despite Huang and Cunha starting to find some form this season. Um, and I think that after what we did on the weekend, we are going to run riot again at the end. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at 3-0 as my baseline Oof. prediction, yeah. He's I think we're going to go for it. Like, just go for the jog. Like, this is our chance to just fix that goal difference, catch up with City's goal difference. You know, City play Tottenham this weekend. United play Newcastle. Yeah. It's another great weekend for us. We cannot let that opportunity go missing. Like, we need to show we are a serious team and scare the shit out of all of our future opponents. Like, we need to put fear into their hearts. So that as, um, I think it's like the, what was his name? What John Terry used to say, like, if you were playing Thierry Henry, you couldn't sleep the night before. That's what this team needs to start doing, invoking fear in the defences of the opposition because we've arrived, we're here. And I'm done with these bullshit people that thought we couldn't get top four this year. The amount of copium that they thought we couldn't challenge for top four, Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus Christ. uh... But yeah, anyway, that's just my rant about all the idiots who spent all summer telling us that we were just going to capitulate. Fucking idiots. Anyway. Yeah, people in the chat, let us know your score predictions as well and rant away if you need to as well. Um, I am going for 3-1. I think it will be a case of... I think we'll dominate the ball quite a lot. I think we'll be in control. But with Cunha and Huang, I think they have got... And their wing-backs do attack, right? I think they will get into situations where they can cause us uh, trouble, uh, unfortunately. As as good as we are defensively, I think we still have the ability to sometimes uh, make our own mistakes and, yeah, concede silly goals. So I've got a feeling Wolves will score one, but I'm going for 3-1 to the Arsenal. And uh, it's the same prediction as our good mate Bungle. He's going 3-1. Uncle Mike's going 3-0 to the Arsenal. So... All in all, we yeah, it seems to be a line that we think we'll win comfortably, but I think it's a mix on whether we'll keep a clean sheet or not. Um, yeah, and I think that's everything. Let us know if there are any questions in the chat. Uh, but if not, we will look to... Is there anything else you wanted to cover? No, I think that's the main thing. Just enjoy the weekend, guys. Um, as we get into the festive period, wishing you all the best, guys. And fixtures coming thick and fast. My favourite part of the football calendar. Yeah, and we, we've Nima and I haven't actually spoken yet about a uh, content schedule, so we'll chat after this, and then we'll send out a tweet to to let everyone know what we're doing. Uh, just, we have got a couple comments in the chat, so uh, we'll just quickly go through them before we round up. But yeah, yeah, we should now. Uh, Bungle saying Mike and Nima versus Stephen Clates, and I was wondering if that was like a boxing match or something at first. But I then thought I that first. It's, it's score prediction. I was like, why? Why is he trying to beef me? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's on my team, so it's all good. Uh, and then Uncle Mike saying, I like O'Neill. I think he's a better manager than Ange. Oh, that's a big claim. I uh, That is a big claim. I actually think Ange is a decent manager, to be fair. But I think he he will... I think the football they play at Tottenham has a ceiling of, like, top four. I think that you cannot play that way and try to win titles because of the defensive vulnerabilities. But, 
Yeah, I liked O'Neill's appearance on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago, to be fair. He, um, he came across as really well. Uh, and then Delia saying, if Arteta doesn't say the same Nima rant to the players before the game, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> Nima's Mate, I'm are a, very I'm send them a letter. Are you not I'm going to send them a letter. I'm going to send them a letter and be like, oh, I've been inspired by your light bulb uh, speech. <laughs> I'll be like, I've got a new speech I've written for you. It's the anti-PGMOL speech. Let's do the, the, the good old George Graham. They're all against yeah, us. Them against us. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. All right. That's brilliant. Yeah. Thanks a lot again for tuning in, everyone. Really appreciate it. And like we said earlier, thanks a lot for your ever-present support and, uh, yeah, just constantly supporting us. Like we said, we, we wouldn't have been able to go on Wednesday without uh, all of your support and people tagging us in that tweet initially. So thank you very much. We always appreciate the support. Like I said, we'll have a chat about content schedule for the busy period uh, and tweet that out. But Wolves tomorrow, like Nima said earlier, let's go and put another statement out. Let's get the win. And then on to Luton, up the Arsenal. Come on, you Gunners. Let's do this.